Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Time and Attention, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 80, Thoughtful Productivity. Nice. I'm so excited about this. This is a fun one, and this is something that at least has been in the back of my mind for quite some time. I feel like it's also been at the front of your mind. You've been talking about this a lot lately with me. It's also been in the in the middle of my mind. The whole mind. The whole mind. Your whole mind. Yeah, the whole yeah. mind palette. <laughs> I, th- I think the impetus for this episode is there's a lot of productivity advice out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to wade through in this space. And I, I think the default assumptions that are embedded within a lot of that productivity advice need to be questioned. Um, There there are a lot of different things that we can value. And uh, we chatted a bit about this uh, on episode number 77. Uh, But something that has been bugging me lately is hustle culture. What do you mean hustle culture? There's this advice that we always need to be hustling, always need to be closing and working uh, so hard and running ourselves into an early grave because we need to accomplish all that we possibly can in our days. And over time, you know, as I've been exploring more research about values, as we've been chatting about these ideas too, um, it's started to bug me quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is... Yeah, it's a kind of like an icky yeah. idea, right? This idea of hustle culture. Yeah. Just feels icky. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it kind of took me a while to pinpoint why it feels icky. Uh, and I feel myself tensing up just talking about hustle culture. Uh, and this is probably, I, I value laziness, I value relaxation, I value uh, freedom. Uh, and, you know, we all value different things, but the hu- hustle culture, I, I think, assumes uh, at its core that achievement is what productivity is about. And, you know, the, the argument that that I want to make is not that achievement doesn't matter because achievement is is a fruit a part of a fruitful life. It can bring us a lot of value. It, it can bring us uh, to a place where we can manifest our other values. If we value helping others, you know, some level of success can give us a platform. It can give us stability. It can give us freedom to do so. Uh, but I, I think it is it's so critical to find some of a balance between freedom and these other values. Or, or achievement and these other values that we have because hustle culture and that that productivity culture so often focuses on that one value. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast probably do value achievement. Yeah, right? oh so yeah, I think that's a com- safe We're not assumption. trying to come down on the side of the thing. Valuing achievement is a bad idea. Definitely not because I think yeah. that's, I mean, productivity literature and this whole idea of self-improvement, I guess. Yeah. That's a gross term too. But these, this whole literature exists because this is something people care about. And I think rightfully so. I mean, it allows for all sorts of opportunities in your life if you do achieve certain goals. And if that's something that matters to you, that's a one, that can be a wonderful thing. But everything done to an extreme, is is it can be hurt, harmful too, right? So I think all we're trying to point out here is that there are other possible kind of metrics or objectives or values mm-hmm. that... Um, fit alongside things like achievement. Yeah, there's one uh, quote that I love from Henry Emmons, who wrote a book called The Chemistry of Calm. And uh, and that quote is self-improvement. And it's kind of a dark quote. 
Uh, I'll preface it by saying that. I, th- I think maybe it's a bit too doom and gloomy because self-improvement does. It, it is, you know, value and progress and self-direction uh, can bring us a lot of different things. Self-direction, you know, we, we should say there are 10 basic values. Uh, we chatted about this in episode number 77, I think. Um, and one of those is self-direction. Another one of those is achievement. But self-direction includes things like freedom and creativity and independence and choosing your own goals and curiosity. I think that's what drives a lot of people to the podcast. Uh, achievement is another one too, uh, which includes things, sub-values such as you know ambition, uh, being feeling capable, being influential and successful. Uh, but the quote from Henry Emmons, he said, self-improvement is a never-ending task that leads to a kind of inner imprisonment. Kind of dark. Yeah, it's very, very dark. Yeah, quite, quite dark. And I think this kind of comes back to the idea that you've had where achieve, achievement can be kind of addictive, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I know this is something you've talked about a lot. What do you mean by achievement can be addictive? This is something that, you know, I've been pouring over the research surrounding uh, achievement and ambition uh, to, to some extent as well. Uh, but achievement is interesting because it does have an addictive nature to it. Uh, it definitely provides us with validation. Uh, and so that is a self-reinforcing thing. When, whenever something provides us with validation, we tend to gravitate back to it. Uh, and we also have a loss aversion. So when we achieve something, we don't want to lose that thing. And so the more we achieve, the more we want to keep. But I think above all of those factors is on a chemical level, achievement and wanting more of what we have already is addictive. Um, you know, there was a, a great book called The Molecule of More, uh, which was all about the neurochemical dopamine. Who is it by? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, uh, I, I will ramble as you, as you look, Dan, Dan Lieberman, right? Yes. yes. Daniel Lieberman. Dan, Daniel Lieberman. And uh, Michael Long. Daniel Lieberman and Michael Long, they make the point that dopamine, the, the neurochemical that is highly addictive, is what leads us to want to crave more of what we have already. And that is true for more distraction. That's true for more success as well. And so achievement has is one of the values out of the 10 uh, that has this self-reinforcing quality to it, uh, where the more we achieve, the more we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of this virtuous cycle of sorts where uh, the more we achieve, the more we want to double down on this one value. And we so often, you know, we live in a, a lot of different structures, a, a lot of different societal structures, obviously. Um, the world is very success-driven. And that's built the modern world as we know it. And it's great if that's what we truly care about deep down. Uh, But if that doesn't necessarily connect with what we value and who we are on a deeper level, that same tendency that could lead us to want to become successful and feel guilty when we don't uh, might lead us to experience less meaning in our day-to-day life than we would if we lived in a way that was truly aligned with what we value on a deep level. And that's what meaning is. We've talked about this uh, on the podcast a little bit. Meaning is created when we manifest what we truly value on a deep level. Uh, Those 10 values that uh, all others stem from, and we'll we'll, uh, walk through those in a little second. Um, That's, I think, why we talk so often on the podcast about productivity being about intentionality. It's not just about pure, unadulterated accomplishment, because what if 
You don't want that. What if you want something totally different? What if you want to uh, change the world and help the world become a better place behind the scenes without any uh, intrinsic or extrinsic success? You want that success to be intrinsic. How does that fit, fit in within that default conceptualization of productivity? So I think that values reflection is so critical here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, reflection I feel like is a big part of this process and really thinking about what actually you intend or what you actually intend to do. Yeah. I mean, the defaults are always going to be easier, right? I think if the default is focusing on achievement as the kind of objective when you're focusing on what you're going to do in a certain day yeah. or in your life, um, th- it'll be very easy to fall into that default just because it is kind of the default, right? Focusing on achievement. But the way out of that and to feel more comfortable with how you're spending your time and your attention and your your, all of those valuable resources that you have at your disposal is really through this idea of reflection and mm-hmm. thinking about what you actually value, which is hard, right? I mean, this is going to be a bit of a different episode than a lot of our episodes, which is focused on kind of more maybe smaller tweaks. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about bigger stuff too, but I think a lot of episodes do focus on like little things you can change in your day or or how you structure your life or your work. And this is a bit different. This is a bit more subtle and more nuanced, mm-hmm. but it can be much more powerful in the long run. And that's the thing, you know, uh, I, I love looking at the research on these different topics and looking at the research on values. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different studies on what the main values are, on the sub-values that are nested uh, underneath the, the primary 10. But in terms of determining what our values are, the research doesn't throw up a lot of practical, tactical advice. And I think that's why when a lot of people talk about values, it's kind of cloudy, right? There's a lot of... That's a good word, cloudy. Yeah, Yeah. it it really is. There's a haze when it comes to values. And I think that's why when some people write about values, they'll just throw out a big list of like 400 of them and say, pick go circle them yeah. circle. circle the ones that mean yeah. something to you and you're like well of course i value yeah. freedom and yeah. world peace <laughs> and then you have a list of 40 words yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i value all these things do yeah. i value dominating others no <laughs> do i value love yes so everybody circles love and nobody knows what they value yeah <laughs> but it's worth a it's worth um kind of walking through that this this values model so the best values model out there uh is one that we briefly touched on uh, a few episodes prior. Uh, and this, this model is from Shalom Schwartz. And he has uh, this value system where some values are opposed to each other, others are complementary, but the 10 primary values are the ones from which all others stem. Uh, so achievement, we started with that. Self-direction, that's what we cover a lot on the podcast. Stimulation. Do you value stimulation, Arnon? I mean... Okay, the, I, the word three. stimulation just yeah. always kind of puts me off a little bit because I think it has a very like weird connotation to it. But yeah. really what we, we're talking about when we say valuing stimulation, you're talking about the pursuit of kind of an exciting life, yeah. a varied life, um, looking for things that are kind of more daring, I yeah. guess. And the, the frame that uh, is in this model for these values, the word is not sometimes not what you would expect it to be. And stimulation is definitely one of those. Yeah. And I think when you first kind of introduced these 10 to me, when you said stimulation, I actually immediately thought of, so Helen Fisher has this book, I think it's Why Him, Why Her, and it's all about like oh. the chemistry of love and the neurochemistry of love. Is it that one? On or the... Why We Love. Yeah. That, yeah. 
And so, I'm reading that on the vacation we're about to embark. On. It's great. Um, but she talks about how people kind of fall in these categories. And obviously it's more, it's not as concrete and binary yeah. as, as it comes off when you say, you have four categories. The world is not binary. No. <laughs> well, the digital but world She is, does but. talk about how certain people have kind of an explorer tendency where mm. you, you really do seek out novelty and you're really... That's a, like a core value of these of mm. these kind of explorer types that you'll that you'll read about on our vacation. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this kind of seems very similar. And when I took when I read that book, I really resonated with that kind of idea because people who are more kind of explorers yeah. or have these values are kind of looking for novelty. And I definitely am constantly looking for like new books is what a good example of if you're always trying to read not just the same kind of genre, but if you're really ex- kind of exploring the gamut. Yeah, I can never. Is it gamut or gamut. Gam, gambit? G- gamut. Okay. Yeah, you're I think, exploring yeah. the gamut of of literature, but you're also always looking for kind of new experiences to try to new like find meet new people and experience new things in your city or new cities. Um, that's something I definitely resonate with. So I guess I value stimulation a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, I would say out of the ones so far, I value achievement somewhat, self direction. 10 out of 10. That's my, that's my driving force. Again, that's freedom, creativity, independence, choosing our own goals, uh, curiosity, stimulation, definitely high on, on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of high on that, hedonism is the next value. Uh, and I that, feel like that the includes, words here are just setting people up for failure because yeah. nobody wants to say, yeah, I'm very hedonistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I follow the wind in whatever direction. I just, all yeah. I want is pleasure. All yeah. I want, well, that's, you know, uh, indulgence. Yeah. You know, it might be a better frame for that. Uh, enjoying life, that one includes pleasure as well. Yeah. The next one, power. How much do you value power? Probably very little. Yeah, this is too. not something that really resonates with me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's not something I particularly value. What but about I can hedonism? understand why people would. What about hedonism? Also, not not something I like that really, really resonates with uh, me. Um, the hedonism really yeah. resonates with me. It really does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris <laughs> you, loves you, you food guess. more than almost oh anything in the world, yeah. and I've seen. We, I mean, we went, we went to this cool new restaurant in Ottawa the other day, and I've never seen you enjoy anything quite as much as you enjoyed the yeah, food there. I'm, so. I'm sorry I wasn't really present for the conversation oh, with, yeah. with everybody. No, I can't. I can't. I mean, <laughs> listeners, it's kind of crazy. We were out with friends and he was literally just completely absorbed in the food the whole night. Hedonism. We, we were all talking and Chris is just totally in his plate, just loving the food. Yeah. So yeah, I can see how you would resonate with this. <laughs> power, uh, social power, wealth, and authority. Those are all the sub- yeah, those, those are the sub yeah. uh, sub nested things. Um, I, I'd say I'm quite low on on valuing power as well. Yeah, yeah, that seems right. Security though is the next one, which includes things like uh, social order, national security. It also includes feeling safe, family security, uh, reciprocation of favors, even cleanliness is a is a part of that value. Yeah. Yeah, that's that seems like a broad ranging value, but that's the point of these ten overarching ones. Yeah, you might find certain sub values resonate more with mm-hmm. you than than others, but maybe the broader category is still something that is generally um, important to you. I think the next category, and it's I mean it's a little bit related, but these do tend to I think the literature shows that these are ten distinct yeah. values. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm always a little skeptical when people have lists of 10, which seems <laughs> yeah. like a very round number. And it's uh, oddly <laughs> enough how many fingers we have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whenever somebody has like, there are 10 distinct yeah. categories, I'm mm-hmm. like, are there or did you just want to have yeah. a convenient number? Is it because you have 10 fingers and we have settled on a base 10 counting system as it develops yeah. society? <laughs> or is it because there's actually 10? Yeah. But all that to say, I mean, these have been cross-culturally validated too. So there does seem to be something about these particular values that are inherent in our being, I guess. Yeah, and and the next two uh, actually do have a bit of overlap. They're they're considered part of the same kind of spectrum. Uh, And those are conformity and tradition. Yes. Uh, So conformity includes things like just being polite and uh, disciplined and... Respecting others and obedience is a part of that as well. Some people value obedience and tradition. A lot of people are traditional as well. So respect for tradition, modesty, being humble, uh, accepting one's uh, portion in life and being devout Mm -hmm. are also uh, sub-components of that value as well. Um, And these would be opposed to values such as self-direction. And if you you value both, if you value one or the other, no judgment. These are uh, base values that we all differ on, and that's one of the great things that makes uh, us human. Oh, yeah. So the last two are different than the uh, conformity and tradition where we're talking about benevolence, which would include things like loyalty, responsibility, honesty, being helpful, being forgiven or forgiving (laughs) and maybe being forgiven. Um, But also, and then the last one is this kind of idea of universalism. Yeah. I never know where to put the emphasis on this, but universalism. Universalism. Yeah. Yeah. Universalism. Universalism. Which really focuses on things like equality and unity with nature and wisdom. Yeah. um, World peace and world, like world beauty. Oh. uh, Social justice. I love this one. Being brahminded. Yeah. And protecting the environment. This is definitely something that really, really, really resonates with yeah, I what one of my favorite parts of this is unity with nature. I, yeah. I think nature makes us so happy. Um, and you know, the research definitely validates that as well. We evolved to thrive in nature and uh, not concrete jungles that are dotted with kind of trees and shrubs. Nature makes us so calm mm-hmm. and it makes us so happy. And you know, focusing just on achievement, for example, we might forget about other things that make our life feel rich. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, going circling back to the central point of the episode. Um, this is really, you know, we, we thought thoughtful productivity was a good frame for this kind of idea of values-based productivity, um, where we need to know what we value before investing in productivity advice. That I, I don't really know if that's negotiable. Uh, I think we need to know who we are because, or else what is the point of productivity, right? Yeah. So how do you figure out your values? It's hard. It It is It is really hard. Yeah. There's no class on how to figure out your values. In high school, you're never sat down and you never take a quiz that that says, what are your values? Yeah. Yeah. And if you do, it's probably not validated <laughs> by, yeah. by the research. Uh, but what what uh, helped me kind of um, as a launching off point for these reflections was really just sitting down and looking at this list and looking at the, this list of achievement, self-direction, stimulation, hedonism, power, security, conformity, tradition, benevolence, universalism, and reflecting and noting kind of where... Um, where meaning has come from from me in the past. Uh, so, you know, we, we all kind of look for 
advice on how we can live our future, but we have so much data at our disposal for how we have lived in our past. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're constantly looking for happiness advice and productivity advice and uh, advice in all these different categories, but we have been productive in the past. We have been happy in the past. We have felt meaning in the past. And so, I, I, you know, looking back for me personally, the the moments uh, at the moments when I felt like what I was doing was meaningful, uh, that was very, very helpful. And you know, it often looked like just kind of reflection or journaling. I, I know you love. I love um, journaling. We all love. We all love journaling. Um, and uh, noting what values those moments were connected with uh, was uh, really helpful for me. And, and, you know, clearing a bit of the cloud, the cloud is still there. You know, I, I think this is such a, a complicated topic, mm-hmm. but it, the beautiful part of it is it cuts to who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that it is a little cloudy is because it is not, there's no clear linear way to figure out what you value. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think another way that, I've found very helpful in thinking about what I personally value is also thinking about what you're worried about. Um, In the same way that you kind of focus Mm. on the meaning side, I mean, your worries can be kind of an indicator or a litmus test of what you also value, right? But I do think there's a caveat here because it could be that if you're feeling worried or nervous about something, it could just be a symptom of the fact that you feel like you're acting in a way that isn't consistent with like external expectations, yeah. which might not be what you actually the, value. The right? structures were inside. Of. Yeah, if yeah. you're if the world you're living in or the environment you're in is really only rewarding activity that focuses on achievement, yeah, and that's maybe not your core value. You might feel anxious just because that the environment <laughs> you're in is inconsistent with your yeah, personal values. That incongruence. Yeah. And so that incongruence can cause anxiety, which makes it a little harder to use something like worry as a, an indicator. But mm-hmm. it could also be a symptom of the fact that you're not living in accordance with your values, right? Maybe you're spending so much time focusing on something like, I don't know, hedonism or oh. stimul- stimulation, but, oh. and to a detriment of focusing on things that would focus on more like uni- universality. Uni- oh my gosh universalism <laughs> or or, or maybe even achievement, right? Yeah. If you're spending your time purely indulging in self-indulgence or, or exciting and varied life activities, mm-hmm. um, when you actually should or would maybe feel more productive, for lack of a better word, or more effective in how you're spending your personal resources, your time, your attention... Yeah on things that will maybe bring you closer to unity with nature or focus on something like achievement, right? Yeah. If if that's how you're spending your time and you don't feel good with how you're spending your time, maybe that can be an indication of how you're spending your values. And mm-hmm. I think the way you distinguish whether or not it's a symptom that you're inconsistent with external values versus whether or not you're not living in accordance with your own values internally, um, is a, a journaling is a good way to do that. Yeah. And I, I think in a perfect ideal world where we could live the exact life that we all want without being uh, batted around by external circumstances. You know, our, our values would inform our intentions. Our intentions would inform how we spend our time. And so in that way, how we spend our time is aligned with what we truly value. And uh, it, it's a simple idea but connecting with those values so that over time uh, you, you can make decisions that move you more in the direction of where you want to go 
instead of what is merely expected of you. Uh, that is some of the best progress you can make, I think, in finding more meaning uh, in your days. And that, that values-based productivity, uh, it, that, it's not catchy, you know, values-based productivity. Uh, but it, it really is just that idea of thoughtful productivity. What are you being productive on? Uh, is it being more productive accomplishing things? Uh, or is it being more productive manifesting the values that you hold deepest and most dear? And I think that filtering process, the values to intentions to your life, to your day-to-day, uh, that is... It's magic, right? That that is pure alignment with with who you are, and I, I don't think there's anything. But and again, that's in an ideal world. We all, you know, w- with any advice, we have to calibrate that advice against the constraints of our days. Uh, some days are predefined for us. We work for other people. We have responsibilities that aren't just serving ourselves. Uh, and of course, embedded with in this value system is that this idea of individualism uh, versus collectivism. You know, this, this uh, values-based productivity is individualistic. Um, it, but maybe that's not necessarily the case if it allows you to manifest values of universalism. But it's worth uh, doing these reflection exercises just to, to get a bit deeper and live in greater alignment. Love it. Hopefully, at the very least, the, this episode provided with you, you with a bit of raw material yeah. uh, for, for thought. Something to noodle yeah. over for and the this, next couple of weeks. Yeah, and this is something we're still very much thinking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, I the, don't know all my values. I don't have no, it all figured out. <laughs> me either. And I think anybody who pretends they do is lying through their yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um, the, the remarkable thing about values is their stability over time. And this is something that, that comes up again and again in the research. Uh, and that, that's something worth remembering, that if you value something today, you're likely to value it uh, down the line as well. So it's definitely a longer term uh, project, less of a you know, productivity tactic or hack, but uh, hopefully you find these ideas helpful. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Lot, lots to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. So finishing up, time and attention dot fm is the is the website for the podcast feel free to well you're already subscribed i'd imagine yeah so it's nice to have someone yeah share it with somebody if you want leave a review we haven't uh asked for reviews in a while yeah because it's kind of annoying when podcasts ask for for reviews it is a little annoying but it actually does matter yeah it it does (laughs) does help surface the show for other people um and that wraps up another episode. I uh, hope you uh, found some raw material for thought in this one. As always, we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Have a great week. Bye.